Hello. Oh, you look so lovely. Thank you. You know what it is? It's a bright lip color. <laughs> I love me a bright lip color. It works. It works. I just feel like there are a few things where you're like, I feel like garbage. And then the next minute you're like, I feel amazing. Like yes. a good lip color. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I keep a, I usually wear neutral, but I always keep a bright one right here in my desk. Just in case you need a little pizzazz, you know, mm -hmm. a little pizzazz on Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and get us started. We'll wait for a few or a few more people will probably hop on and because um, we have several questions. So I'm going to just for recording. Oh, there you go. I was going to mute you, Casey. Thank you so much. Um, well, welcome, you guys. It is Thursday, November 16th. I want to give a special hello to our recording. I'm trying to think of a name. Those of y'all recording... I don't know what I want to call you. You work full time. You cannot be on these live calls because you're at a nine to five. But I have your questions in front of me, Libby and Kara. I'm excited to answer those for you. We have a couple of anonymous questions. And when you guys submit anonymous questions, of course, it does ask to see your name. So I can see your name. I'm not going to say them here on the call. But just know if you ever like have a question after I share a response, like I had shared last time, you can always just pop me an email. Like I said, I have been known many a time to record a loom and pop that over to you as well. So to honor everyone's time, we are going to jump right in. And Libby submitted her question first. Here's what she says. And I just, I feel this in the depths of my heart. If I am already a note person and I have a brain dump from earlier that I never fully categorized, do you think it's best to just scrap it all and start fresh, only keep the things in my mind that are coming to me now, or allow a bunch of random to come as well? And I think, one, it's a great question. And as entrepreneurs, I think we can have this tendency where it's like, here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if I do it this way? What if I talk, you know, what if I say this to this person? And so honestly, Libby, my recommendation, I would start fresh. Perhaps you do your brain dump and you have your old one right next to you. And then you can kind of just make sure you got everything on there. I've definitely done that before, but I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I will write things down on my brain dump. And it was just an idea that I had that I'm like, no, that, no, that was not a good idea. I don't know what I was thinking in that moment. Or maybe I thought, you know, we're just going to, throw everything to the wind with the kids schedule. We're going to start brand new. And I've got this. And it's like, no, Alexis, that that's not going to work. So um, I Libby would recommend starting a new one. Use your old one right next to you. And, um, you know, what I will do, I, I should have said this in the beginning, but for those that watch the recording, I will do my best to write down at what minute I answer your question. And then pop that in an email to you. So if you are strapped for time and you need to come back, you'll know where to fast forward to in the recording. Um, but I will try my best to do that for you each time. If you've never done a brain dump before, um, I'm going to walk you through very quickly what that looks like because I walk you through in detail in it in one of the modules while I'm doing that, I know Casey, Natasha, you guys are on live. Hello, hello. I would love for you to drop in the comments um, while I'm just going over this briefly, what your wins were from the last time that we met. What are some wins that you had or some things that just you've been like, yes, I have been working on this that I can celebrate you. So I see Casey thinking. So yes, yeah, sometimes we have to 
think about those things. Um, and it's the same line as when I have y'all drop your questions in because you actually have to think about what your question is and write it out. Sometimes, you know, we can just go on this tangent, but the same thing with your wins. I want, when you think of wins, when I think of wins, when we are celebrating those, that is a pathway in our mind that many of us, not all of us, but many of us as entrepreneurs, we don't travel that road very often. We hit it and it's like, the moment we do, we're like, all right, what's next? What do I have to do next? And so let's create that as a pathway in your mind of, I celebrate, I'm celebrating this win, whether it's big or it's small. So if y'all will drop that in the chat, I'm going to briefly go over a brain dump. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I have so much to do right now, a brain dump really could be helpful. And you know, we've all done to-do lists, right? We put everything out on a piece of paper. Once you do that, everything's out on a piece of paper, just take a breath. And then I want you to do what I call a mental walk. And you mentally walk the interior perimeter for most of us of our home. And you think about all the things that come to mind. So I always give the example where I do start in my master bath and I think we need new razor heads. So I write down everything that we need and then I'll go, you know, mentally walking in my bedroom. We need um, that electrical outlet needs to be recovered or I want to get paint swatches or the kids need to clean everything, everything up. And when you have that list done and there's nothing else in your mind, then you categorize it. So you say this is home. This is work, this is church, this is bar, Casey, this is new business, like all the different things. And then after it's categorized, you want to prioritize it. So for instance, Libby, you have your brain dump that you're going like, do I just add to it? Do I start a new one? Unless you did it yesterday, I would ask you to start a new one because I want to know as you prioritize each category, is it in line with your goals? So we've, I've talked about this before on the modules where if you tell me you want to have five new clients, like that's what your goal is, five new clients, and I were to look at your prioritized category of business things to do, and on number seven, eight, nine is like answer DMs, plan out a free masterclass, ask to be <clears throat> on this person's blog. Those are activities that are going to bring people into your world right? That should be at the top of your list. So just knowing what you need to do and then plugging that into your calendar. So all of that to say, Libby, yes, I would start a new one. And where's mine? We've talked about um, spiral notebooks before. I live by these. I love these. If you find yourself constantly taking notes in here, you could... Just, I'm trying to see if I have one for the past few days. I have my schedule for today. Like I just wrote notes of things that I, well, this is what I need from Walmart or things that need to get done. Then you could just flip through those pages and make sure that's on the brain note list. So yes, in short, I would start a new one. Okay, Natasha, I'm going to, oh, Casey, I'm going to go in order. I didn't scroll up high enough. We'll celebrate these wins. And then Kara, I will come back to your question. So let's see. Casey says, 
I feel like taking time to reflect on what my boulders and pebbles are has been helpful in a season of evolving as a household and business. So I feel like I'm discovering and evaluating. The thought exercise has been so helpful in thinking about what would set me up for success moving forward versus what maybe feels stressful, but I'm projecting emotion on something minimal. I feel like that could be a shirt. <laughs> I'm projecting emotion on something minimal. It really does. The boulders and the pebbles, it allows us to take a step back and our emotions are important. We were created with them, right? Like we have these emotions for a reason, but sometimes we just need to like take a step back and go, okay, this does not need to have this much emotion attached to it. Or if it does kind of figuring out like what's underneath the surface. So I'm so glad that has been helping, especially as you guys are in this new season with the new business. Natasha says, taking time to think about my positive and negative triggers and writing them down was helpful. I was, why can't I see that? Oh, I was able to share them with my husband. So he knows what to look for as well. That's a really good idea. I bet even having your husband, I'm thinking about this for my husband, even he do those as well. Because such a good point because we could share with our spouses or even with our kids if they're old enough, like, hey, looks like things are a little tense right now. Let's say one of his is uh, going out to the garage and I don't know, working out. Like, do you need to go work out for a few minutes? Do you need to go just like take a minute and being able to recognize in them? That's awesome, Natasha. I'm curious to see how that continues in the weeks ahead and how that feels for you. Like how because it's been a couple of weeks. So now seeing like, how does that continue to play out? Because we can do anything for a few weeks, right? Like it's easy, it's fun, it's exciting, it's new, but in the long stretch, that's what we want. That's what we want to develop those rhythms for are not just here. Oh, he's a therapist. So it's good for his brain. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, that's fun. Now I have all these thoughts going on of like, oh, I wonder what other conversations or thoughts you might have about that. <laughs> I love it. Okay. If something pops up, y'all can feel free to drop it in there as well. Okay. Kara says, let me see if you guys, I have my phone on my holder here <laughs> so I can read it and I don't have to try and mess it around. Okay. I need to condense what I learned into like a day. And I need your help strategizing for final things on my plate before leaving for the country and leaving my kids for two weeks. I leave on Sunday for Thailand, fun, and I'm low-key freaking out and trying not to freeze and do nothing, what I have always done in high times of stress and chaos. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> I want to show up as the mom and wife I want to be instead of the wicked witch of the West. I can fill you in on where I am and what needs to be done. I'm excited to get a strategy in place and I'm excited to be in this course at this very moment because I know it's going to change the outcome of this week in a positive way. Yes. Okay. Kara, let me look back and look at the first part. So you're leaving for Thailand in two weeks, trying not to freeze and do nothing. Want to show up as the wife and mom that you are. Okay. I think we can agree at some points, we have all shown up as the wicked witch of the West. It just, 
happens sometimes. Um, and also trying not to freeze and do nothing is so very normal. It's so very normal to feel that. It's almost like there's so much weight on your shoulders that you can't move, that you're going, I, I don't know what to do first. You will probably get tired of me hearing this, uh, saying this, but the very first thing I would recommend would be a brain dump. All of that weight that you're carrying on your shoulders, it's actually for most of us in our minds, I would want all of that on paper. I want to see everything that needs to be done before your trip down to packing the clothes, going to the dry cleaner, ordering um, a grocery order, dropping the dogs up at the dog sitter, uh, looking at all of it, looking at all of it. And this, even if we have a busy week and we're not going to Thailand, <laughs> but it's just a busy week, we can apply these things as well when it just feels like so getting everything on paper and looking at that. Right now, Kara, you're almost in triage mode because your trip is coming up, right? This is not just every day. This is normal. So we want to give you the skills that you can get through right now. And so I would get everything on paper and then I would look to see what needs to be done first. So for instance, if you can do a meal plan while your kids are, I don't know if, who they're staying with, maybe grandparents or something. Let's say you do a meal plan for the kids saying this, this, this. Then you can decide, am I going to have groceries delivered or am I just going to give the grandparents cash? Are they covering it? And you can kind of work through those pieces one at a time. So I would just get the very basics done. And if you're like me in these situations, I like to overachieve, just want to, you know, push myself to the limit of what I can or can't do, but realizing what actually needs to be done. If you're not bringing the dry cleaning to Thailand with you, do you really need to pick it up beforehand? What are the base basics that have to be done and what does not have to be done? Now, I will give you a few tips on when you return. What might be helpful is, let's say you get meal plan with the grandparents done, packing, you know all of that, is look ahead. I don't know what day you come back, but let's say you come back on a Thursday. I don't know what the time change is there, but there's going to be some time change, some re-entry back into your normal world. Consider setting a timer for 30 minutes and planning out even two or three days of meals for when you get back and go ahead and place a delivery grocery delivery order. Let's say you get back Thursday night for Friday morning. Go ahead and place it. So it's going to be at your door. It's going to be there. So thinking ahead to how can I prepare for when I get back? Maybe you go ahead and schedule your cleaning lady to come on Thursday during the day. So you walk in to a clean house. Right. So just thinking, what are the very basics that I need? What am I going to need during that re-entry period? And melding those together, bringing those together. For those of us not going to Thailand, I think that can be very helpful because it's easy to go like 
I'm planning today. This is what I'm doing today for my home, for my business, eyes down on the pavement. But just consider lifting your eyes up just a little bit to see a little bit more of what's in your peripheral vision for what's coming. So that might even be as simple as when you're in your iCal. Let's say you have, I don't know, 20 minutes in carpool line or you're just sitting at the bank teller or whatnot. I will do this. Just scroll through your calendar for the next couple of weeks and see what's coming up. Like, do I need to, oh, I didn't order a birthday gift for that kid's birthday party. It's in three weeks, but what if you go ahead and order it now, right? Husband is traveling on this weekend. I'm going to need childcare on that day. Let me go ahead and text the babysitter now. So just elevate your eyes a little bit on your calendar and widen that peripheral on what's going on. And the same thing for our businesses. I think doing that, in my experience, I found that can decrease the Zoom eek of like, I'm going, going, going. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I've been stopped for three weeks. And now I have to start that momentum again. And it just feels like this continuous uphill battle because we go, go, go. And then we're living in the goodness of what was created in the go, go, go. And we don't go. And then we drop back down. So it's this constant up, down, up, down, up, down. So just looking and saying, what can I do to prepare for success over the next three months? And that could be as simple as I'm going to offer this special every month to my clients. This is going to be on discount or this is going to be in discount. It could be every month I'm going to do a master class and just pencil in the date. So on the days when you sit down to work and you're like, shoot, what am I doing? What am I? You at least know this master class is coming up. It could be for a brick and mortar, like Casey's family in their bar saying, what are the holidays coming up? What do we need to do a celebration for? Or like St. Patrick's Day or, you know, obviously Thanksgiving, Christmas, but what's coming up in January, February, and March? You know, do we need to order anything for those? How can we prepare for it? Just kind of lifting up that peripheral. So in those moments when you sit down and you're going, life is crazy right now. Like, what do I even focus on next? Then just being able to say, oh, yeah, I've already made that decision. You don't need to stress over that. Decision's made. Here's where I go. It's like setting the mile markers for you in your home or in your business and going, I'm just going to get to the next mile marker. I'm just going to get to the next mile marker because you've already taken that time to make that decision. So Kara for Thailand, what are your bare, bare minimum basics? If it, if it does not have, if it does not need to be done to get you out the door to Thailand and be with your kids, I would take it off your list for right now. And what can you do small things to prepare for when you get back? All right. Megan, and then we have two anonymous ones. For Casey and Natasha, as you guys are on live, if there are any takeaways that come up for you, drop them in the chat. Or if you also think of a question based on what we've talked, we're talking about, you can drop that in there as well. And I'd be happy to answer those. Okay. 
I love this question. Okay. Have you had anyone that found success in having a business or a brand that also worked nine to five, had a toddler and an infant, and the husband worked late hours? If so, what key tips helped them? So finding success in business, working a full-time job with a toddler and an infant, and the husband worked late hours. Tip of the iceberg would be delegation. What can you delegate? And in order to know what you need to delegate, you need to know how much delegation your budget can support. So as maybe not in order as it may seem, I would make it a priority to get your budget in line. If anyone needs budget support, personal or business, I have an incredible connection. Casey knows her as well. It is my dear friend, Becca. She is incredible. So I'd be happy to connect you with her. But it is really easy to, I don't know, I guess pretend sometimes that I can do all these things and just like la 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 to our budget. And that can get you in real big trouble very quickly. So you need to know at the basis how much is coming in, how much is going out, and how much wiggle room do you have, if any, and or what are you willing to sacrifice? So if you feel like you are running out of time, you're working nine to five, toddler and an infant, you need to know how much money do you have to play with to delegate. And if you do, for most women, the first delegation that I would recommend would be a house cleaner. Even if she's just coming every other week or even once a month to do a deep clean, delegating to a house cleaner. You can go, you know, like 1-800-MARY-MAIDS if you live in a big enough city or a town like that. But in my experience, I found the best house cleaners on Facebook groups by just posting, I'm looking for a house cleaner. I've got three bedroom, two bath house, no pets, no smoking. And people will comment recommendations or themselves. And you can tell a lot when you by messaging that person and how they respond or if they respond. And you can whittle it down pretty quickly by that. So how do you get it all done? First, you delegate. And again, one of the first places I would say would be a housekeeper. And if you can delegate more, I would recommend a home assistant. We touched on this last time as well. Kenzie, mine, she is always scheduled to come at the time we're on these calls. So I hear her in my kitchen. <laughs> She's making lasagna for dinner tonight because the reality is that we cannot do it all. We cannot do it all. And so what kind of help can you afford? What kind of sacrifice are you willing to make for that? So those are tip of the iceberg. Iceberg, like, all right, this this would make sense to do this. But other things to consider, Megan, the keys to help them is I want to know what lights you up. And I want to know where you have to lean in, meaning lights you up. You could do it and never get paid. And I know we say that, but for real, you could be exhausted and you do this thing and you're like, oh, I love this thing. And I want to know where you have to lean in, where you have to kind of like lean in and be like, okay, I don't really want to do this, but it has to get done. I want to know where do you light up and where do you have to lean in? Like what is smooth? 
what just flows and what feels like sandpaper. Specifically, you could do it for your home, but I want to know in your business. Because if you are growing, I'm going to I'm I'm going to assume it's a side hustle because you're working a full-time job, you're working 9 to 5 and you've got little ones when you come home, your energy is going to be very very limited. Especially if sleep is not happening and with an infant, that is what I'm going to assume. I need to know where you light up. And those need to be the things that take priority on your calendar. So where do you light up in your business? What feels absolutely incredible to you? I'm curious, Casey and Natasha, will you drop in the comments? What's one of the first one or two things that come to your mind of where you light up in business? You're like, I could do this forever and a day, even when I'm tired. We were joking about lip gloss. Even if I need to slap on a brightly colored lip gloss because I'm not feeling great, I could do this at any time. Where are those areas that you light up? Casey says face-to-face conversations with clients or prospects. That's huge. That is not that is a lean in for a lot of people to do that. So in those moments where you're feeling, I just don't know if I could do it all. Go ahead and do the preparation now that you have space in your calendar for those things. Or it's just one of those consistent things like drinking enough water or going to the gym or not eating junk food all that you just do it. Even when you don't feel like it. Remember we talked about the sticky note like in your planner of wins for the day. It's book three one-on-one calls, right, with clients or prospects because that lights you up. Natasha says, being live in my Facebook group and demoing products. So maybe a couple times a week, you have that on there. In your calendar, I mean. You have it. I do think there's value in being consistent. I was going to say when you plug that in. So maybe you just know on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m., whatever it is, that's when I go live in my Facebook group. And so it is just this standing appointment where once you're done with that task, you know it's going to produce endorphins, which we know make us feel happy, right? So even if everything else has gone to waste that week in your business, you know I've got these three things that are lined up that I could do it for the rest of my days. And this was, I, I don't know if you guys even realized it, but both of your things that make you light up, I would consider needle moving in your business. Natasha, I would be um, sure to include a call to action. So, ha- you know, asking them to comment live if they're on live, comment replay if they're on replay, where, just so they're interacting with you so you can know who's watching. But at the end of the day, if you had to choose between, I'll be honest, let's say listening to one of my modules or having a face-to-face conversation with a client or a prospect, especially a prospect, if you have 30 minutes, get on the call with that prospect, right? Get on live with those customers. That consistency is what will continue to move your business forward. On the other side, For both of y'all, what are those lean-in moments in your business? What feels like sandpaper for you? 
what feels hard? I know I missed a comment here. Casey said, knowing the financial side gives you so much control and saves so much mental capacity. Highly recommend. Yes, absolutely. Maybe your sandpaper is knowing your business budget. I don't know. <laughs> but it does give you a lot of confidence and a lot of freedom. But I'm curious to know, what are those moments where you're like, I just do not like doing this? Casey says, I'm picturing delegating meal planning or grocery shopping. So I'm getting back time and thinking about what to eat. Yes. Yeah. Um, this was not my idea. I heard it from someone. She took like her, their most like 10, 14 recipes that her and her family liked. And they would let the kids like they put it on an index card and they would let the kids pick them. But you could just like have. You could even do 10 to 14 and then just rotate through. So on each week, it's just like, this is what we're doing on these nights. And you could set a, um, I know Walmart does this. I bet others will let you do it like a standing order. You save the order where it has all of your basics. So you just press, like for Walmart, you just press add them all. It populates all of your items. And then you can add or delete as needed. So that could be helpful as well. Um, I love to delegate grocery shopping. I think we talked about this last time. I will have groceries delivered when Kenzie is here. So she will bring them in off the front porch, unload them. It took a couple weeks where I would say like, hey, the, the extra orange juice goes here or, you know, the brown sugar goes up here if it's extra, things like that. Okay. So Megan, how to have success in business when you're doing all those things. One, delegation. Two, I want to know where you lean in and where you have to light up and prioritizing those things on your schedule. And then the only other thought that I would have, I'm not a huge fan of the word realistic, but recognizing your season that you're in right now. If you have the ability to work three hours a week right now in your business, let's say, what is that, five or six 30-hour nuggets, give or take a few minutes, do I think you could probably make two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month? Depending on your pricing, I do. I absolutely do think you could do that. You are going to need a lot of automation, a lot of delegation, but I think you could do that. But just knowing the season that you're in, if you are working three hours a week, are you going to have eighty, ninety thousand dollar months? Probably not right now. Probably not. So just knowing what is that goal, what would be a stretch goal for you, and being confident in where you are and what your season is. For sandpaper, Natasha says, honestly, sending DMs, like initiating the conversation. I'm good to reply, but initiating, not so much. Yes, yes, I feel that. Natasha, something I would recommend is having a very clear and consistent call to action. Meaning if you're on Instagram stories and someone votes on a poll, you know, what's your, just going to make this up, what's your favorite fall lip color? Do you go for berries or do you go for browns? 
if someone votes on that, using that as an entry point into the conversation. And the biggest thing when you are initiating a conversation is be genuinely curious. Be genuinely curious with them. While this is not a sales skill, sales skills program, I am professionally trained in sales. I've taken a, several courses on it and several different levels of certification. Being genuinely curious is so powerful. So if you had like, what's your favorite fall lip color? Do you go berries or do you go browns? Let's say I voted berries. You could send me a DM. Hey, Alexis, thanks for voting berries. I'm curious. Why? What makes you love berries so much? I can see how it would go great with your skin tone or something like that. Just be genuinely curious. And in that, try. it doesn't always work, but trying not to ask a yes or no question. You want your prospect to talk as much as possible because then you can listen for things that are important to them. So maybe, you know, if Natasha, you did that and you asked why I liked berries, I would tell you that I had my colors done and my color stylist told me that berries were one of the colors that looked good on my skin tone. So that's why I go for them. Then you could say something like, oh my gosh, like I can totally see that. If it would be helpful, we have about four or five shades in the berry family. I'd love to send you a few samples if you want. Something like that, right? Um, if it's, let's say an online master, actually do this. Instead of me coming up with a, a fake example, Natasha, drop in the comments, what would what would you put as a poll? This or that? What would your this or that be? What would your this or that be? I'm going to read the next question and then I'm going to come back to that, this or that, and give you an idea. So that way it can be applicable to you today. Okay. Question is, how do you keep from discouragement today when you didn't finish yesterday's to-do list and you keep rewriting the undone list day to day? feel that in my soul. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. You just keep moving it like to the next day in the planner, to the next day in the planner. Again, I hope these questions give you hope that you, if you experience these things, you're so normal. Yes. Achievers unite. You are. It is so normal. Big girl panty moment on. If it keeps getting moved, is it really a priority for you? I think that's the basis of it. If date night keeps getting moved on your calendar, and I look back and it's like, well, first we had a kid sick, and then he got called in late for work. Those are those happen, right? That's real life situations. Could we find another way to do date night? Can we find another day or night to do date night on? Could we do a day date? But if it just keeps getting moved because X, Y, and Z, we get the opportunity to decide how much of a priority it is. So same for our business. I need to plan a free masterclass. I need to, uh, let's say, decide a topic for it. And it just keeps getting moved. It could be that it's not really a priority. 
It could be that maybe we haven't just stopped to think for a moment what could happen from that masterclass, what could come from it. Like maybe if we just thought, gosh, X, Y, and Z could come together from doing this, and then I could repurpose the content to these three platforms, and then it would do this for me, it probably is going to raise in the priority list. So I, I would just look and see, is it a priority? Um, are you giving yourself enough time to do it? If it's a two-hour task and you keep slating 45 minutes for it, it just might genuinely not be enough time to do the task. But at the foundation of all of that, is that thing on your list? I love this example. It's not mine. Is it a glass ball or is it a bouncy ball? Meaning we're juggling all these things in our life business, home, extra, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There are some balls in life where if we drop them, they break and they're shattered. There are some that are bouncy balls. And those bouncy balls, they may bounce and they will come right back, right? So if we drop the glass ball of our marriage or of, I don't know, uh, our one-on-one -on -one clients that are with us and we just bomb on that, those are much harder to repair. But what are like, what are the bouncy balls? What are the tennis balls that we could drop? And ugh, I don't love it because my juggling doesn't look as fancy, but I can pick that back up at another time. So the thing that keeps going on your to-do list from day to day today, is it a glass ball or is it something that you can pick back up in a different season? And you get to be the one to decide that. And if it feels like everything is a glass ball to you, assess where your mind is spending time. Meaning, how much are you looking at other people? On Slack, on group chats, on social, on emails. Because if we have this constant feed of, this is what she's doing, look what she's doing, look what she's doing, look what she's doing. And then we look at how many things on our list are not getting done. It can feel deflating and discouraging. But the reality is, is that they have different glass balls than you do. And they have different tennis balls than you do. So kind of like turn all that off for a moment and say, what's really important to me and my family and my business in this season of life? Because that's what matters when you put your head on the pillow at the end of the day. What is actually matters to you? Not if your leader, your upline, your coach, not if any of those people are saying this is what you need to do. You get to decide what is important to you. What's important to you. I have one more anonymous question, but I want to share a quick story with you. And I remember being in coaching rooms where I was the client, the coachee. It was like a group coaching environment. And I loved hearing stories because it just allowed me to put myself in that person's shoes. And so my story recently, when we talk about you need to know what works for you, is I walked away from a coach who does around 300,000 a month in their business. 
And I decided it was no longer a good fit for me. Nothing immoral, nothing out of integrity, but because what I was intaking in, I constantly was going, I'm not meeting the mark. I'm not meeting the mark. I can't like, of course though, the season of life that my coach was in as a dad working full time in his own business. And then me as a mom homeschooling four young children, they just didn't equate. Now he taught me incredibly valuable things. A lot of what he taught me has filtered through and will come out of my mouth into this community. But I want to give you permission. One, you do not have to stay with your coaches for your entire life. Do I want you to? Sure, as long as it's a good fit for you and for me. But whether I'm your coach, whether you have multiple coaches, I want you to find that rhythm in business where you're I don't love the word backbone, but where your backbone is so strong that you are you are willing to say, you know what? This is not my season of life. I have decided to do X, Y, Z for my family. So know that you can do that. Know that you can say, this is my season of life and I'm willing to do things even when they make no sense to anybody else. They don't make any sense to anybody else. So just, this is your business. (laughs) You get to make the decisions as to what works for you. Do we take advice? Do we take feedback from people who are invested in us? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I want you to stand confident in the decisions that you make for you and your business. Okay. Natasha says, so her poll... Probably something like, do you prefer a bright eye look or more neutral eye look for holiday get-togethers? Perfect. This past week, I had my VIP group help me choose what to wear for family photos, and it was probably the most interaction I've had in a long time. I love that. I love that. People, what I have found, they love interacting, especially I'm not in your group and I doubt this is you, but I have been in groups before when people are like, buy this, buy this. And you're like, I'm done with that, right? But when you can just say, you can have a conversation around something that's not that is really, really powerful. So for those people, were they commenting on there saying, oh, you should do this? Or they were voting on like outfit A, that's what they were doing. Yeah. You could, if you wanted to, initiate a conversation back on, thank you for helping me choose outfit A. That's the one we decided to go on. Let me think how I would take this. Are you guys, uh, no. What What is your family like to do around holidays? Do you guys also take pictures? Start that conversation. Now, my filter is that clarity is kindness. And so after that first or second question, I am very clear with, there are a couple of lip colors that I think would be really great based on that outfit choice that you're using. Would it be helpful to make some recommendations? I like saying, would it be helpful? I like to say, 
Would it be of value to you? And or offering a this or that question. So you could say, like, let's say they're engaging and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I think I'd really love to try some samples or, yeah, I'd love for you to make a recommendation. You could say something like, great, um, would it be easier for you to send me a few selfies here in Messenger or would you prefer to text them so I can help match the best color for you? You're here and she's here. Right here is the purchase is the POS, the point of sale, she has to take steps towards you <laughs> to get there. And so many times, if someone doesn't whoop, right away and make a purchase, it can feel like ugh, a failure. The reality is that there are very few people that will that will jump from here to there. Many women need to take steps into your world. And so you are just inviting her a little bit closer a little bit closer, a little bit closer. It's the very reason why, Natasha, I offer you a promo code or to a come to an event. It was an either or, and I was offering you the opportunity to step one step closer. It wasn't, do you want to buy, <laughs> right? Like, so how can you bring them in just one step closer? Because if you are in business for the long game, for the longevity, and not just for the next 90 days, people, y'all know the saying, people remember not what you said, but how you made them feel. She may not buy anything from you for her Christmas Day photos, but she's gotten one step closer, one step closer. She may end up buying for Easter or for Valentine's Day, or she might join your team on the July 4th promo right, that the company ends up running next month. The reality of that is you need to have a lot of people coming, right? Like we can't just count on these three women to build our team of 10, right? We know that's not going to work. But I would just think in your mind, how can I give her an either or option? How can I bring her one step closer to me? And, and that could be one step closer is her responding to a message or voting on a poll and then just seeing how you can serve her just being genuinely curious and I love saying I'm curious tell me about xyz tell me about is a great opportunity for them to just start talking and in that you may find oh my sister sells this same product and da 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 da, da. okay well we've now disqualified her right or you can qualify her and gosh, I've been looking at this. I just can't find a rep. And that happens all the time too. So is that helpful? Just having them like step closer to you? Whether it's a product or an online service, I'm trying to think if I would apply this to a brick and mortar. I need to think on that for a minute. It is, actually, I think I would. We need to remember it is long-term. We are not just here for the short wins. We are here for the long term. And even in a brick and mortar case, like Casey with the bar, that might be someone realizes that their bill was messed up and the server is very kind and accommodating and brings a manager and like helps them do that. That long term might be if we treat this couple right here 
they could be some of the most influential people in town and we don't know and they tell all their other friends or they book a private party with us or just keeping that long term, I think, can be very helpful. Okay. The last question, maybe relax. Okay. I love how people type how they talk. So I just have to read it for a minute and make sure I'm putting the pause and the emphasis on the right places. All right. We need a relaxed environment to improve productivity. And I always strive for that. But looking back, I almost thrive on the madness. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> I truly want to be more relaxed because I know things will run smoother. And I think they're smoother now that my boys are all teens and fairly independent. My biggest issue is clutter in the house. I'm trying to break it all into chunks so I can work on each task a little each day. Any thoughts or ideas? I think there's two thoughts here. One is, all right, you asked to keep it anonymous, so I'm just going to shoot you straight. Thriving on madness, does that make sense? I truly want to be more relaxed because I know things will run smoother. If you thrive on madness, I give you permission to do so. It's your life. You, If that is when you're like most productive, most creative, thinking the most, how can you facilitate chunks of time to thrive in madness? I think there is a difference in, I don't know if I've ever talked about this talk before, planning for madness or being unplanned for madness. Because y'all know we can say, I've got two hours to work and I need to get 37 things done. And somehow, by the grace of God, I'm going to get them all done because I'm going to work like a crazy person in those two hours. It can be different if we have two hours where we get to work and we have 37 things to do for the business. But we also need to make dinner for our in-laws who are coming over tonight, put the kids' outfits in the dryer, because if we don't, they're not going to have them for practice tomorrow. And then we need, you know, like there's all these other things. So I think if you know I thrive in madness, fine, totally fine. Think back to one of the last times that you were in that, I wish I'm trying to think, what's the another word for madness? When you were in that highly pro productive state, were there aspects about it that totally stressed you out? Like just almost put you over the edge. Was it that you like, as you're working on the business, the idea that the sink is full of dishes and the, the washer is not going and all these other things. If that's the case, yeah, creating the structure for chaos to be energizing. So what can you do around your home in preparation for that burst of energy? What can you do in preparation or vice versa? What can you do in preparation for your business, which might look like automating emails or text messages, scheduling out blog posts to go out, um, scheduling or like writing what your captions are going to be for your posts and your phone. So you can just do that. What can you create a structure or foundation around in your business so you can put that productive energy into your home, which ties into my biggest issue is clutter in the house. I'm trying to break it all into chunks so I can work on each task a little day. Any thoughts or ideas? If my husband was on this call, he would, in all honesty, tell you that I throw things away way too much. 
So you need to know that about me, that I am a bring me a trash bag is going in the garbage. That toy's broken. We're not keeping it anymore. Okay. So you just need to know that's where I come from. But I think little chunks each day, maybe you do it room by room, like one room a weekend, or if you've got a break, if you want to do a room a day and just going through and going, do we use these things? It's, um, who is it on Netflix? Marie Kondo. What does she say? If it brings you like a spark of joy or something. I don't know about all that. I loved watching that show. Some of those people house, people's houses that she walked into, I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack if I look at that. But the reality is if you have less things, you have less things that you need to worry about. It's just the reality of it. Now, do you need to stay on top of laundry more often? If you only have seven or eight shirts, you do, right? What is that called? A capsule wardrobe. But in your home, does it spark joy? Yeah, that's what it is. In your home, when you have less things, there are less things to do, as in organize or clean or keep up. There have been seasons in our life where, depending on the ages of our children, I refused to use any dishes that had to be washed. And so we had to make the decision. I made the decision that a large chunk of our grocery budget was going to disposable plates, utensils, and paper towels. And it's not the most environmentally friend, environmental friendly thing, but it worked in that season, right? So what do you need to adjust to get rid of some of that clutter. And in your business, I want to know what makes you money in your business. I want to know what actions make you money in your business. One time I walked a client through this and we were calculating down to the penny how much it cost her to make deliveries because she was delivering all of her product. And so I said, she said, I have to make a delivery to blah, blah, blah. She told me how many miles away that was. I said, what's the average price of gas in your town right now? And we calculated it was costing her more to make a delivery for some of these items than she was actually making in a profit. Now, it's a little bit different when you have an online business. It's going to be different if you have a brick and mortar. But if you've never done that before, talking about clutter in a house is what she asked, but clutter in your business you were to write down a list of all the tasks you do in your business, and it might take you more than like one sitting to do this, but what are all the things that you do in your business and how much money does it make you? I'll give you an example. I know based on how much y'all pay to be in this program, if you had a first month promo code, you're with me for six months how much you average pay each month, factoring that in, based on the women that are in this program live and watch the replay, I know exactly how much money I make each time I'm on this call. Every time. As someone gets added in, obviously it increases. It goes up just a little bit. The call that I have after this for women who are doing 5 to 10K or a little bit more in their business I know how much money I'm making in that call. When I sit down and I write an email based on the size of my email list, I know how many people will open it and about how many people will respond. And from that, I can book sales calls and I can bring new women into my programs. 
that took me a little bit to figure out. But I know if I'm going to work at all in a week, my number two income producing things, not surprising, are this call and the call right after it. But I know exactly how much money they're making me. So there have been times in two and a half years of doing this, I have not felt good. (laughs) But I know that I run a business. And if I had to choose what activities I was going to do, it was going to be these calls, right? So how much does each activity in your business make you? Because when you know that, because remember, we're in business to make money. That's what you're here for, right? Like we're here to make money. We love the friends. We love the community, all of those things. But the bottom line is this is not a hobby for us. This is a business that we're running. I want to know how much money you're making doing each task. And that makes it a lot easier to say, I'm going to focus on this. And these other things can go to the side for right now. This other clutter in my business can go to the side because I know where my money is coming from. It's just like you know how much you make if you work a nine to five. We we know that's worth that much money. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to do those things, right? That's that's of value to me. That's of importance to me. So for clutter in your house, yeah, I would break it up. Um, clutter in your house, I would break it up. You could do room by room, day by day, week by week. Clutter in your business, I want to, want to know how much money does each task make you. So then you can prioritize what comes first in your business. Casey says, I noticed that email is your preferred method of communication, not only way to communicate. Is there a reason for that? Yes, (laughs) there is, because we are in the thick of school right now with four, I'm schooling four kids and my husband just transitioned to his own business. He was full-time army. Now he's doing his own business. And I found that when... I was now I will tell you the method, which is the with the program right that's right after this. I do have slack with them. That was a business decision. They pay me a lot more money, so they get more of my time. But I realized when I gave slack access to all of my clients, I love the questions, but I felt this pressure of when the questions come in, I had to answer it right then. And it was just too much. It was just, and so I I decided, you know what, with an email, I can answer someone in 24 hours or less, usually. That's great email etiquette, etiquette, etiquette. Um, and I have the ability where let's say Natasha sent in a question and it needed more than an email. I could record a loom, but I could do that while my husband was bathing the kids if I needed to. So it gives me a lot more control of my schedule. Does that make sense? <laughs> I um, I needed that boundary for myself. I need to be able to say, these are my priorities right now. And my family, of course, is after my faith is right there. And then my business is third. But I needed to give myself that that boundary and that space to say, with confidence, I can serve my clients and not be in Slack or Voxer or DM communication all the time with them. And I've actually found I can serve them more. But that is why I say um, 
If you guys have additional questions, you absolutely can email me. And if I need to create a loom, I will. I just know that what I offer to one, I have to be able to offer to all. And so that's why I do try to funnel a lot of the questions into the live calls or to the links that you guys use. So again, you, you get permission to do whatever works for you. And it may not look like anyone else, it may not look like anyone else. And y'all know I say that under the umbrella of integrity and honesty and hardworking and ethics and all those things. But here's your permission that if you want to run your business in a way that someone else doesn't, you get to. And you have the freedom to change it at any time. At any time. Will I probably offer Slack again when my kids are older? Probably. Probably. But right now, the capacity <laughs> that I have in here is not as great as it used to be. So we get to choose what that looks like. So I hope that was so oh interesting to hear. I assumed it was a way to organize things. So it's helpful how to hear how you create boundaries to provide flexibility and deliver the best of you. Yes, that, yeah. The boundaries are the behind the scenes. And if you've been in business for longer than a few months, maybe you can also understand this. I would give my clients the best. And I would close my computer and I would be shot. And I wasn't able to give that to my family. And so it was a hard conversation to have with myself. But like, I love y'all. <laughs> I love my clients. And I feel confident that I give you what I promise and hopefully over deliver a little bit over that of what I say. But my family gets my first fruits for me because um, they're going to be there at the end of the day. So. All right, if y'all have any additional questions, email is the best way to reach me. So y'all can do that that way. Um, but seriously, you are more than welcome to pop that. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I will see y'all after Thanksgiving. And keep that mental pathway of wins open. Write it down if you need to. I want to know what wins that you have the next time that we meet. And I'd love to um, celebrate that with you. So. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.